welcome to the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. The opinions and ideas expressed on this show are solely those of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com and its guests. This is the very best of professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. Yes, you already know what it is, and you already know where you have reached. This is the number one up-and-coming professional wrestling podcast in the New York City and Tri-State area, broadcast all over the world. This is the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Hubbard, once again. What up, though? Tuesday, February 12, 2019. This is Elimination Chamber Week. On our way, on the road to WrestleMania. Man, a lot of things going on in the world of professional wrestling right now. We're going to get into it in just a little bit. Shout out to everybody listening right now on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, The Daily Smart, and right here on HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. Before we get into the brax tax of what's going on right now, i got to remind all my business owners out there that there's only one place to go for your web development and web platforming needs, and that's HasKraya.com. They are revolutionizing, bringing you everything it takes to make sure your business pops in the best possible light on the internet. There's nobody doing it better than them. Check their portfolio. Go to HasKraya.com right now and check their portfolio, a list of who's who clients that they've already given their expertise to. And I want to make sure that they give that same expertise to my listeners. So if you're looking to make sure your business has the best as it pertains to web development and web platforming, Go to H-A-A-S-C-R-E-A.com, HaasCrea.com, because we love tech. And speaking of love, it's Valentine's Day week, y'all. Valentine's Day is in a couple of days, and I want to make sure all my people out there know where to get the very best when it comes to regular length and long stem red and pink roses. Yo, bouquets by Stacy. They are doing some amazing, amazing things. And to all my people listening in the New York area and Brooklyn and things of that nature, I know everybody's listening all over the world, but to my New York listeners, Bouquets by Stacy, man. They are doing some amazing things. Regular length roses, red and pink, $80. Long stem, three-foot roses, red, $110. That's, that's a great deal, man. You can't beat that. Reach out to them right now, 347 642 Four, five. Once again, that's 347-642-6645. Bouquets by Stacy. Let them know that Hubbard Wrestling Weekly sent you. You already know what it is, man. We're back and better than ever for another big-time episode of the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly podcast, man. And this is a really, really special time in wrestling, not just because it's WrestleMania season in WWE, but also because the world of professional wrestling has been turned on its ear because of the emergence of all elite wrestling. All elite wrestling is really and truly making it so that wrestling fans are getting yet another big-time alternative to the WWE product. Ring of Honor is excellent. New Japan Pro Wrestling is excellent. Impact Wrestling has made some really good improvements over the past year or so. 
And I'm going to tell you all something. You got other organizations, great organizations like MLW, Major League Wrestling. The, the list goes on and on. But with the emergence of All Elite Wrestling led by Cody the Young Bucks and Brandy Rhodes, it's really an exciting time. And they are gearing up for their inaugural pay-per-view on May 25th. We're going to make sure we do a, a whole preview show about that right here on HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com as the time gets closer. But just to kind of set the stage a little bit before we get into our Elimination Chamber preview and predictions in WWE, as it pertains to All Elite Wrestling, they already have three matches that have been confirmed uh, after their big-time press conference that took place initially in January. Then they had a double or nothing press conference that took place in February, earlier this month. And the cool part about it is the pay-per-view, as the press conference did, is going to take place at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, what's the significance of that? I, I like to think I'm not in the brain of Cody Rhodes. I'm not in the brain of Brandy Rhodes. I'm not in the brain of the Young Bucks. But I'd like to think there was some strategy involved in booking All Elite Wrestling's first pay-per-view at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Now, we all know that boxing, that's the home of the great boxing matches. You know, Floyd Mayweather, the multiple-time world boxing champion in the welterweight division, has been killing it over there. He's supposed to be retired right now. We don't know if he's going to come back and fight Manny Pacquiao again. I hope he does, but that's another story for another day. But Las Vegas has been the hub of professional boxing for quite some time. But in addition to that, if you think back to the late 90s, mid to late 90s, the old WCW, World Championship Wrestling, held major events in the MGM Grand Garden Arena. They held several Clash of the Champions events. Actually, an event in Las Vegas that they did for Clash of the Champions was a night that they reformed the Mega Powers. Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, rest in peace, and Miss Elizabeth, rest in peace. That was a big night. They also had back-to-back, -back, I believe back-to-back-to-back, -to -back -to -back Halloween Havocs at the MGM Grand Garden Arena, the best of which I remember being 1998, which was a stacked card. I mean, the 1998 WCW Halloween Havoc was epic. You had Warrior versus Hogan. The match didn't turn out that great, but I'm talking about simply what was on paper and what was scheduled for that night. You had Hogan and Warrior. You had Nash versus Hall. You had Bret Hart versus Sting. Goldberg versus DDP. I mean, the list went on and on and on. That was when WCW was on top of their game. Again, the Hogan and Warrior match kind of fell flat, but a great night in professional wrestling nonetheless. And we know, unfortunately, the pay-per-view ended early before we saw the conclusion of DDP versus Goldberg. Uh, that was kind of a big moment for WCW in a negative way because they had to give a lot of refund money and do your research, do your research. It was a great night that kind of went sour, but overall a great night in WCW history. But the point I'm trying to make is that during that time, WCW would use and reach out to the MGM Grand Garden Arena to do some of their marquee events. So when you fast forward 20 years 
to a time now where you have a new emerging, I don't want to say threat to WWE just yet, but a potential threat to the reign of WWE coming to fruition in 2019. What better place, other than the Mecca, which would be like Madison Square Garden, what better place to have your first pay-per-view than the MGM Grand Garden Arena, the site of many pay-per-views run by the last company to give WWE a major threat, which was World Championship Wrestling back in the 90s. So I think it's a strategic move. I don't know if Cody or Brandy or or the Bucks would admit that, but I think there was a lot of strategy involved in picking the MGM Grand Garden Arena. So we're getting ready for Double or Nothing on May 25th. Just to go over the card quickly again, we're going to have a full Double or Nothing All Elite Wrestling preview as May 25th approaches. But just to give you a quick update, as of right now, Hangman Adam Page is going to be facing Pop, the man formerly known as Neville in WWE. We got SoCal Uncensored that consists of Scorpio Sky, Christopher Daniels, and Frankie Kazarian going up against, uh, oh my goodness, I believe it's a triple-A combination. I'm not 100% sure, but I believe they're going to be going up against a combination, a tag team combination from AAA, which is really cool um, because they actually came out and uh, did a little bit of talking trash out there on the press conference. And then we have the main event of all main events. You have the first ever undisputed champion, Chris Jericho, who made a surprise appearance at the Double or Nothing press conference. But that was not the biggest surprise of all because... That night, it was revealed that Kenny Omega, yes, the man who was the former number one free agent in all of professional wrestling, I mean, all of professional wrestling, they are going to go one-on-one. Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho one-on-one in a super match. And I want to go back to talk about the SoCal Val Uncensored match. That's not a triple-A um, organization. It's going to be SoCal Uncensored against the Oriental Wrestling Entertainment uh, faction. So I wanted to make sure I got that right. It's not AAA. It's the OWE uh, who is going to be putting together a six-man uh, team to go up against um, SoCal Uncensored. So that's another big announcement. AAA will be represented in the pay-per-view, but I just want to be clear about that particular match. It's SoCal Uncensored against a uh, trifecta of wrestlers from the Oriental Wrestling Entertainment Company. So, I mean, Hangman Page versus Pac. Um, SoCal Uncensored against the trifecta from the Oriental Wrestling Entertainment Group. And then Kenny Omega, the number one former free agent in all of professional wrestling, going one-on-one with arguably one of the greatest to ever do it in Y2J. Chris Jericho. So Double or Nothing is looking really, really strong, and AEW is coming. So let's get back to the point of tonight's show. It's Tuesday, February 12, 2019. We're gearing up for SmackDown tonight. And I got to tell you something. On February 17th, this coming Sunday, live on the WWE Network from the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas, WWE is going to present It's second-to-last pay-per-view on the road to WrestleMania entitled Elimination Chamber, one of my all-time favorite conceptual 
pay-per-views. I say that because the Elimination Chamber as a structure and as a concept, um, I think it's revolutionary. I think it was cool when it debuted in 2002, and I think it's still cool now. I'm glad WWE has it in rotation once again. I believe there was a stretch where it wasn't uh, a pay-per-view anymore, but they brought it back uh, recently, and now it's it's back as a February stable, uh, kind of like the old No Way Out pay-per-view, but now they just call it Elimination Chamber. So we're looking at a pay-per-view that I wouldn't say it's stacked. Um, a lot of predictable outcomes on the card, unfortunately, um, especially with, you know, WrestleMania looming in the background. Um, last night on Raw, wow, what a controversial, um, a controversial situation with Becky Lynch. I mean, anybody who knows professional wrestling knows that, you know, you're going to get twists and turns. You're going to get um, situations that are going to pop up that might throw you for a loop. Some of them may not throw you for a loop. Some of them you may see coming, but you just kind of like, uh, I hope it goes this way. I hope it goes that way. And, you know, sometimes we're happy and sometimes, quite frankly, we're disappointed. But last night on the February 11th edition of Monday Night Raw, it was revealed that Becky Lynch needed to apologize to the authority, which is Triple H and Stephanie, for in Stephanie's case, punching her in the face, and in Triple H's case, slapping him in the face by Becky Lynch. Uh, Becky Lynch was asked to apologize, and if she were to apologize, she would regain her status as the challenger to Ronda Rousey's Raw Women's title at WrestleMania in April. But if she did not apologize, she would be taken from the match. So I'm not going to go through the whole spiel of everything that went down, because I'm sure you guys saw it or at least heard about it. But... Basically, what happened was Becky Lynch swallowed her pride and said she was sorry. It was tongue-in-cheek. You know, we all knew she wasn't sorry. I don't think she lost any of her coolness by apologizing because we all know that Becky Lynch didn't mean the apology. But there was a twist. And, and, and even as the show was coming to its conclusion, when Triple H and Stephanie said, hey, that's all we wanted. You're back in the main event at WrestleMania. And even Becky Lynch, I think, mentioned, hey, that's it. That's all you wanted. And it literally was over. Like, you thought that Becky Lynch was going to have, you know, she said her apology, no matter how insincere it may have been, and kept her coolness factor. You know, she's still the man. Uh, apologized, got it out the way, and she was back in the main event at WrestleMania with Ronda Rousey, the Potential main event. I think everybody believes that the women's title on the Raw side is going to be the main event of the whole show, and rightfully so. I'm really proud of the women. I think they're doing an amazing job. But that's not how it went down. And if you go to my Twitter, which is at hub underscore wrestling, and look at my series of tweets, I predicted this before it happened. Shout out to my uh, colleague on Bodyslam.net. I'm a contributor to Bodyslam.net as a writer. Shout out to the founder and chief editor over there, uh, Cassidy. I appreciate you, bro. I he's a he's my witness. He's my witness that I tweeted about this before it happened. But Vince McMahon came out and um and said yes, Vince McMahon. You know, let me not gloss over that. Vince McMahon made a rare appearance on camera and basically told the world that no, no, no. Well, while Triple H and Stephanie may accept your apology, Becky. I think you have an attitude problem. I don't accept your apology. And you are suspended until after WrestleMania. I think what, she, what he said was 60 days. 
which came out to exactly five days after WrestleMania's completion. And Becky Lynch was out. Becky Lynch is now out of the main event. I mean, we say that. We know the deal. We know what's coming. But either way, for the moment, out of the main event at WrestleMania against Ronda Rousey. And inserted into Becky Lynch's spot was, dun-dun-dun, predictable, predictable, Charlotte Flair. Now, when I say, you know, reach out to my to my my boy Cassidy, the founder and chief editor of Bodyslam.net, to to for him to be my witness that I predicted this. I'm not trying to take credit for predicting that it would be Charlotte inserted into the match. I think any fan or writer or journalist like myself worth their salt kind of saw that coming. But what I'm talking about is I predicted that Charlotte would actually be on Raw last night. I predicted that she was in the back. And that she would come out and Vince would introduce her as taking Becky Lynch's place. Check my Twitter. If you don't believe me, check my Twitter. I believe it was 10.44 p.m. Eastern Time. Go to at hub, that's with two B's, H-U-B-B underscore wrestling on Twitter. And you will see my prediction. I said that they would bring Charlotte out last night. And I was kind of, you know, tickled. It was funny to see that that came true. But I digress. My point is... Charlotte has now been inserted into the match. I think we all know where this is going. Becky Lynch will be reinserted at some point, somehow, for it to be a triple threat. I'm not too happy about it. Um, I think that it would be better if it was one-on-one Ronda Rousey versus um, Becky Lynch. Um, Obviously, this is putting Becky in a position where eventually I think she'll obviously be put back into the match. And then she'll win the title probably by beating Charlotte. So that way, with the rumors of Ronda Rousey taking some time off, that she'll still technically be undefeated even though you lost your title in a triple threat. Uh, But she'll never have been pinned. She never would have been submitted. Becky gets her moment to main event and win the title to end WrestleMania uh, by pinning or, or tapping out Charlotte. And everybody's happy. I'm not happy. This journalist right here is not happy. I think it should be Becky. I think it should be Ronda by themselves. I think that um, Becky should have tapped out Ronda Rousey. I think that would have been really dope. But I guess to maintain some level of invincibility for Ronda, and especially with her going off the scene, you know, rumor-wise, she's going off the scene after WrestleMania at least for a few months. Let's keep Ronda undefeated as far as never being pinned, never being submitted. Becky gets her moment in the sun, and she beats Charlotte at WrestleMania. So that's pretty much how I think it's going to go. And I think that's how the world thinks it's going to go down. But that's WrestleMania. I just wanted to give you my two cents on that. But uh, we're talking about Elimination Chamber. And with all the talk about Ronda Rousey, to WWE's credit, you know, I've been very critical of them, especially with AEW making so much of a buzz and so much noise. I've been critical of WWE. I felt like they should step their game up. Shout out to The Revival, finally winning uh, the Raw Tag Team Championship last night on the February 11th edition of uh, WWE Raw. I think that's a cool thing. I think it's kind of like WWE saying, hey, please don't go. There are rumors that uh, The Revival were trying to get out of their contracts. Vince or whoever else said no. But it's good to see that the Revival at least have this moment where they have been victorious and they're the new Raw Tag Team Champion going into Elimination Chamber. Uh, I don't think they're on the card, but at least they're the champs at the moment. 
There will be a tag team championship match at Elimination Chamber, but it won't be the Raw Tag Team Championship, at least not right now. Who knows? Maybe the Revival will be put on the pre-show. Maybe they'll be added to the main show. We don't know. But we're looking at Elimination Chamber coming up this Sunday, February 17th, once again from the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas, the home of the five-time, 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 five-time WCW champion, six-time world champion overall, Booker T. I just want to give that give Booker T a shout-out, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, so let's go down the parameters of the card. I'll give you my predictions. Please feel free, like I said, to hit me up at hub with two Bs underscore wrestling. Uh, make sure you give me your opinions, your disagreements, your agreements with my predictions on the show. I think it'll be a decent show, but I think um, there leaves, there's a little bit to be desired about the card, but we'll get down to it right now. Uh, firstly, we have Braun Strowman which was recently announced on uh, on WWE, will be facing Baron Corbin. I guess you can say, I say it kind of tongue-in-cheek, but I guess you could say, quote-unquote, the long-awaited match between Braun and Baron because uh, they never got the one-on-one situation squared away officially. Um, there was kind of like a squash at a, at a recent match, but, you know, it wasn't an official match or anything. It was official, but Braun was hurt, things of that nature, and there was a lot of, interference, you know, by outside people like, you know, um, Gable and, and and Bobby Roode and, you know, n- numerous others, you know, the one-man band, things like that. So um, it wasn't really a match. So this will be the, one, the, the one-on-one contest between Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin. I think it'll be fairly easy for Braun Strowman to get through Baron Corbin. I think it would be a big surprise if Baron Corbin wins the match. So I'll, I'll say that, that Braun Strowman... Um, beats Baron Corbin fairly easily at Elimination Chamber. Hopefully that'll lead to a decent match for him. I don't know who they can pair him up with going into WrestleMania, but we got to remember Fastlane is before WrestleMania and after Elimination Chamber. By the way, once again, another shout out to Cassidy, the founder and chief editor of Bodyslam.net. He will be my guest on an upcoming episode of the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast as we preview Fast lane, so look out for that, okay? Um, so Braun beats Baron Corbin. That's my first prediction. Then you got Bobby Lashley with Leo Rush facing Finn Balor for the Intercontinental Championship, and that is a handicap match. A um, little bit of a twist there where actually um, you have uh, Leo Rush who's going to be in the match. Um, kind of a different concept. I didn't think that would happen. Um, has, it's been a while. You know, I remember back in the day when Vince McMahon was the ECW champion, he teamed up with Shane to face Bobby Lashley. That's the last time I really remember it. There could have been other times since then, but I just don't remember. Um, so, um, yeah. You got Bobby Lashley defending the Intercontinental Championship with Leo Rush against Finn Balor. I think Finn Balor finds a way to get it done. I think Finn Balor wins the Intercontinental title. I think he deserves it. I think he had a wonderful showing, an excellent showing at the Royal Rumble against Brock Lesnar. Um, And I think that should be rewarded with an IC championship victory over Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. And I think it would be really cool to see Finn defeat Leo and Lashley officially in a match, considering the fact that Leo interferes in all of Bobby Lashley's matches anyway. This time, they'll be tag team partners, and I think it would be dope to see Finn Balor come out victorious. And that is my prediction, that Finn Balor will become the new 
Intercontinental Champion. Now, Ronda Rousey's on her road to WrestleMania, but I guess WWE's trying to say, hey, not so fast. But then again, if you look at what happened last night on Monday Night Raw, the whole thing was about, you know, Ronda, Becky, now Charlotte. It was almost as if Ruby Riot is a complete and total afterthought. Shout uh, Also, you know, FYI, Ruby Riot was victorious last night on Raw in a match against Nikki Cross. I really like Nikki Cross. I think she's very talented. But anyway, I think Ruby Riot's, you know, talented too. But she was victorious last night to get a little bit of momentum going into Elimination Chamber. It's almost like a foregone conclusion that Ronda Rousey's going to retain the title. Um, it would be the biggest... I'm going to go on record. I know this may sound pretty dramatic, but um, I'll say it. Ruby Riot defeating Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Championship at Elimination Chamber would be the biggest upset I think I can remember in a long time. It would be massive. If you were a betting person, you would put all your money on Ronda Rousey. That's how much of a foregone conclusion it is <laughs> that Rousey will go to WrestleMania as Raw Women's Champion. Now, could it be something cool where maybe Becky gets Ronda disqualified um, and Ruby Riot wins by disqualification or maybe interferes in the match to the point where Ronda Rousey gets counted out and Ronda loses the match? I'd like to see something like that. Maybe, and that, and that's actually my prediction. I'm kind of leading up to my prediction. I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I'm going to say that Ruby Riot defeats Ronda Rousey at Elimination Chamber. She will not win the title, but I think she will give Ronda Rousey her, only her second loss in WWE. If you recall, Sasha Banks and Bailey defeated Natalya and Ronda Rousey on Raw. That was Ronda Rousey's first and only loss to this point. I think Ruby Riot gets it done. I think all this looking over Ruby Riot, I mean ridiculously looking over Ruby Riot, uh, in lieu of the Ronda Rousey versus Becky versus Charlotte situation, I think WWE is going to help uh, Ruby Riot out and give her a little bit of a push by getting a victory over Ronda Rousey. She will not win the title. I'll say that Ruby Riot wins by disqualification. I know I'm going out on a limb, but hey, I'm I'm rolling with it. Um, Buddy Murphy, one-on-one -on -one defending the Cruiserweight Championship. Mr. 205 Live against Tazawa. I think Buddy Murphy retains. I think he's going to be champion for a little while. I like I like his evolution as a Cruiserweight. I think he's very talented. I think Tazawa's talented as well, but I think Buddy Murphy finds a way to retain the title. Daniel Bryan, the WWE champion. No, we'll get back to that. That's That's probably your main event, so we'll get back to that. Um, The Miz and Shane, a very entertaining tag team. Matter of fact, I'm going to call this match the most entertaining tag team versus the most talented tag team in all of WWE. The most entertaining tag team, The Miz and Shane McMahon. A newly faced turned Miz and Shane McMahon. Defending the SmackDown Tag Team Championship against, in my opinion, the most talented team on the entire WWE roster. Jimmy and Jay, the Usos. I think 
the Usos deserve to win, <laughs> but I think that the Miz and Shane find a way to retain. Um, I think this tag team's going to last a little longer than people think. Uh, it's lasting longer than I initially thought. I think, you know, the Miz and Shane will retain the titles. I would love to see the Usos be tag team champions again. I'm sure they will. Maybe they'll go to Raw during the Superstar Shake-Up in April and possibly win the Raw tag team titles. But for right now, I think that the Miz and Shane find a way to get it done. Much to my chagrin, might I add, because I'm a big Usos fan, but I think Shane McMahon and the Miz retain the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Um, then you have the Elimination Chamber matches. Uh, the first ever... Now, I don't understand this, y'all. I don't understand how and why WWE continues, continues to say that this match, the elimination match, elimination chamber match, is for the first ever WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Why, why, why are they saying? Why are they saying that it's the first ever Women's Tag Team Championship? That is the most. That's the biggest lie. Ever like and it's like insulting people's intelligence. What about the Glamour Girls? What about the Jumping Bomb Angels? What about Velvet McIntyre and Princess? There have been several WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Why are we acting as if this is the first time there'll be Women's Tag Team? You can say it's the first time we've had Women's Tag Team Championships in over three decades. You can say that. That's very true. But don't tell me. Don't insult my intelligence. I'm in my early 30s. I live long enough or at least have the WWE Network to be able to look back long enough and see that the Jumping Bomb Angels were the World Tag Team Champions. I have enough of a memory to go back in WWE Network and look back to the 1987 Survivor Series and know that the Glamour Girls were the World Tag Team Champions. So why are you telling me that there have been never world tag team champions in the women's division that this is the inaugural WWE Women's Tag Team Championship when it's not. Okay, I just want to get that off my chest. But anyway, for the first time since 1988, we will have women's tag team champions in the WWE and they will be crowned in the Elimination Chamber. Naomi and Carmella, newly formed team, both very talented. I'm a fan of both ladies. I do not think they get it done. Nia Jax and Tamina. I've said this on my Twitter. Once again, at hub underscore wrestling. That Nia Jax is, continues to be the most annoying female heel on the roster. And you know what that means? That means she's doing her damn job. I'm not happy to say it. I don't like the fact that she punched Becky Lynch in the face. I don't like the fact that she's injured numerous people. But as far as being annoying and being a heel, she's doing her job. So, But I don't think Nia Jax and Tamina become the world tag team champions in the women's division. I think the Riot Squad has a good chance. I like Liv. I like Sarah Logan. I, I'm, I'm liking Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville more than I thought I would. They're coming along nicely. The Iconics are super heels, super annoying. They're doing a great job at being annoying. I think they need more work in the ring, but I think they're very good heels. And then, of course, you have Bailey and Sasha, the boss and hug connection. I hate even saying that because I'm tired of all the hugs, but I am a big fan of Sasha Banks and Bailey. 
I've already went on record. Naomi and Carmella, no. I'll say Nia and Tamina, no. I'll reluctantly say Riot Squad, no. I'll gladly say Iconics, no. So that comes down to Bailey and Sasha versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Now, in this particular situation, because of what took place last night in a triple threat match, Bailey and Sasha will be entering the chamber first. So I don't know who they'll enter with, but they will definitely be entering first. So that means if they're going to go coast to coast and win the whole thing, they're going to have to win it from the start. And they're going to have to be in the ring for an excessively long amount of time. I want to say Bailey and Sasha. I believe they deserve it. I believe the four horsemen, women of WWE being the inaugural, well, what WWE calls their inaugural WWE Women's Tag Team Champions would be appropriate to be Bailey and Sasha. But I think the push, and I hate to say this, y'all. I hate to say this, but I think the push is going to go to Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I think that as much as I'm a huge fan of Naomi, I love Naomi. I think she's super dope. But they're letting Mandy get the upper hand in these situations. Mandy Rose has gotten pinfalls on, on Naomi. Mandy Rose eliminated Naomi in the Royal Rumble in a very entertaining and underhanded heel-type way. <laughs> it's It's just continued to be this... Mandy Rose is going to continue to get the upper hand kind of deal on Naomi, even though Naomi is the person who deserves to get the upper hand, who deserves to be on top, who deserves to be, I guess you could say, the, the person that everybody um, looks up to in the situation, therefore should be the person who wins these altercations. But it seems to me that... Mandy Rose getting the upper hand. So I'm going to go on record and I'm going to say something that I'm not really happy to say because I am a fan of Carmella. I am a fan of Naomi. I think Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, who, by the way, Sonya Deville is ultra talented. Big fan of Sonya Deville. I think they become, I think they become the WWE Women's Tag Team Champion. Yeah, so there you have it. That's my bold prediction for the women's Elimination Chamber match. I believe that Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville are going to be your first WWE Women's Tag Team Champion since the Glamour Girls back in 1987-1988, man. So, I'm not happy to say it because I'm a big fan of Sasha and Bailey, but I think Mandy and Sonya have a lot of momentum going. I think they're going to get it done. And another big prediction on my part, make sure you hit me up at H-U-B-B underscore wrestling and give me my props if I'm right. I think Sasha is going to turn on Bailey. I think they've had that on ice for a while. I think Sasha Banks is going to turn on Bailey at the Elimination Chamber. Remember, you heard it here first on HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. But I want to let y'all know something real quick. I got to take a little bit of a break and put y'all onto something very, very important. When it comes to my desserts, man, I do not play. I diet six days a week, and on the seventh day, I have my cheat day. I enjoy myself, and I enjoy my dessert. So if you're looking for that special dessert, that super, super dope situation where you know you're talking about something delectable, tasty, and amazing, make sure you go to Auntie Angie's Sweet Treats. They have everything you need. They have this special peanut butter Oreo mousse kind of deal. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it is off the hook trust me 
And that's just the tip of the iceberg. This young lady is doing it all. And she has all your dessert needs covered. Make sure you go to Auntie Angie's Sweet Treats. Hit her up right now. Hit up her and her team at 856-514-1447. Again, that's Auntie Angie's Sweet Treats at 856-514-1447. Or hit her up on Instagram at Auntie A Sweet Treats. I'm going to make sure I put all this information in the information box in this episode on HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com, iTunes, and Google Play. So you'll have all the information. Write it down. Make the call. Hit her up on Instagram. So listen, I gave y'all double the information. You got all your bouquet and flower needs taken care of at Bouquets by Stacy. You have all your dessert situations taken care of by Auntie Angie's Sweet Treats. You know your boy Sean Hubbard's going to hook you up. I'm your host. I'm your boy. I'm going to make sure you got everything you need for this Valentine's Day, for Mother's Day coming up in May, for all the summer holidays like Memorial Day, Labor Day. It's all coming. Fourth of July. You know what to do, man. I got your flowers covered by Stacy. I got your desserts covered by Angie. You know what it is, man. So once again, Auntie Angie Sweet Treats, 856-514-1447. So yes, we're right back here on the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, The Daily Smart. Shout out to Bodyslam.net. I'm all over the place, man. It's your boy. I'm here. And we're going to get into it now. The main event, ladies and gentlemen, the main event of WWE Elimination Chamber this Sunday night exclusively on the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast is where these predictions can be found. And then you're going to watch the Elimination Chamber exclusively on the WWE Network this Sunday night, February 17th, live from Houston, Texas. We're talking about Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan, the WWE champion, defending his championship against AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, and Mustafa Ali in the Elimination Chamber. Now, I want to give you a little bit of breaking news. According to WWE.com, there is a chance, and according to the rumor mills, I should say, there is a chance that Mustafa Ali may not make the match. Mustafa Ali had this big black eye, man. It was crazy. So there was a rumor about whether or not he'd be healthy for the match, but it's not the black eye that's going to keep him out of the match, allegedly. Allegedly, he had a tailbone issue, hurt his lower back. There's a chance he might not make the match. So make sure you watch SmackDown tonight, the February 12th edition of SmackDown tonight, to get the latest on that information. But as of right now, as the match stands right now, it is... Brian versus Styles versus Hardy versus Olton versus Joe versus Ali. So I predict Daniel Bryan retains the WWE Championship in a match that's going to be really, really good. I think AJ is going to show out in this match and have a great match. I think Jeff Hardy is going to do amazing spots. I know we're going to see at least two or three RKO's out of nowhere. I know we're going to see a couple of muscle busters and chokeouts. You know, via the rear naked choke by Samoa Joe. And if Ali makes the nap match, I think Ali's going to do some amazing high-flying stuff as well. If he doesn't make the match, I would love to see who replaces him. But I think no matter what, Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan, retains the WWE 
World Championship. So with that being said, man, this, that's it. This is it. This has been your Elimination Chamber preview show exclusively on the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly podcast. And I want to thank you guys for listening because it's been another amazing, amazing show. And we are looking forward to what happens this Sunday night on pay-per-view and the WWE Network. But I'm going to tell you something right now, man. This is a very cool time in wrestling. Everybody loves, including this journalist right here, everybody loves WrestleMania season. But the added buzz and the added excitement of All Elite Wrestling Double or Nothing coming up on May 25th, oh, my God. So you got Elimination Chamber coming up this Sunday, February 17th. Then you got Fastlane, okay? And then you got WrestleMania, right? But you have the Ring of Honor New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Supercard from Madison Square Garden. And then after WrestleMania, you're gearing up for Double or Nothing on Memorial Day weekend live from Las Vegas. It is, it, is it not the most exciting time to be a wrestling fan, y'all? Now, I know WWE storylines have been a little bit iffy lately, but I know they'll get it together and try it. Look, Vince McMahon is a genius. He gets on my nerves. I know he gets on your nerves, but he's a genius. He knows what he's doing, so he'll figure it out, and WrestleMania is going to be awesome. And I think this Sunday, Elimination Chamber is going to be awesome. I think the card's kind of like a 7.5 out of a possible 10. You know what I'm saying? But every pay-per-view can't be a 10, especially with WrestleMania just a couple of months away. So with that being said, have fun tonight watching SmackDown Live. Have fun tomorrow night watching NXT. Have fun this coming Sunday watching the Elimination Chamber. Make sure you hit me up on my social media, which is Twitter at H-U-B-B underscore wrestling. Tell me where I was wrong about my predictions. Give me all the love and all the praise and all the accolades when you find out how right I am about my predictions. And all it's all going to be all good, all fun, man. So once again, I thank you guys for being with me this is your man, Sean Hubbard. I'm your host, the founder of Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. We're so happy to be with you once again. Everybody listening on iTunes, I thank you. Google Play, I thank you. Stitcher, I thank you. The Daily Smart, I thank you. Bodyslam.net, I thank you. I'm your host, Sean Hubbard, and this is the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast. We'll talk to you next time. This has been a production of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com, home of the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly podcast. The very best in professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. The ideas and content of this show are the exclusive property of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. The opinions of its hosts and guests are theirs and theirs alone, as this show and website are not associated with any professional wrestling organization.